It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. How did week one impact our perspective of the AFC? We're delivering our AFC power rankings today on the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making Locked On NFL Scouting your first listen every day. And a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, we appreciate y'all being here very, very much. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Joe, week one's in the books. And now we're kind of getting into the flow of what our content's going to look like throughout the course of the season as things are currently scheduled. So we're going to revisit each conference once a week. Today is the AFC. Week two, entering week two, AFC power rankings. Our objective is to present the conference as we perceive it right now, which is a little tricky because you have a very substantial body of work before the first game was played and an extremely small sample size yeah. of all of these teams. Foiling together kind of the what you think these teams are and what they showed you in week one is difficult. I tried to balance that as much as I could with how I updated some things, and I feel like I corrected more than I changed much, and I, I think there's some injury stuff that happened mm-hmm. that – probably move the needle more than anything to be honest with you with how I'm stacking up this AFC today at least so when we talked last week and we did the initial AFC rankings uh, we talked about and we had uh, the same chalk top five at the AFC side of things NFC is a little bit more chaotic Uh, (laughs) but but we generally you and I and, and when we communicated the top five last week which was in order for both of us, Kansas City, Cincinnati, Buffalo, Miami, New York Jets. It was for both of us our top fives last week. We said kind of felt like the top four Mm -hmm. was a clear separation, and then you kind of got like hazy with who you wanted to put in the five spot. Mm -hmm. That's very important for how my week five or week two top five came out in the AFC. Because, I feel like we're tracking similarly here okay. based on what you just said. And, so. and we we did not discuss no anything. So I no. don't know what yours are. Yeah, same. And I have mine in a sheet where I'm keeping track of yours as you re- reveal them on the show. Yeah. That you don't have access to. So you don't know what mine is either. Oh, wow. Secret spreadsheets there, Kyle. 
I we, week two feels like an appropriate time unless there is a significant change, i.e., your starting quarterback, presumably suffering a season yeah, in the injury. We did, we did the same thing. I'm not going to overreact to week one with who I thought the top tier was, regardless of the outcome for any of the games. Yeah. Oh, because Kansas City lost. Cincinnati lost. Buffalo lost. Miami won. Miami also gave up 236 rushing yards, turned the ball over twice. It was the first, I forget what the full, uh, the full menu was. But somebody from the athletic put out it was like these four qualifiers for like did this, rush for this, won the turnover battle by this, one time of possession and something else. And the Chargers were like the first team in like 110 games to lose. So Miami shot themselves in the foot. I'm not overreacting to any of those results. I feel like that's the top four. I need a bigger body of work before I'm going to move any of them. So I have Kansas City, Cincinnati, Buffalo, Miami, top four. I have Kansas City, Cincinnati, Buffalo, Miami, top four. Oh, fine. And what's so the first three lose, like you mentioned. <laughs> Here's what's so interesting about those top four teams. I felt like they all had this exact same game happen to them last year, at at one point or another. Yeah, right? Can't, we all remember the Colts and Chiefs game last year. Yep. We remember the Bengals in Week One last year. Yep, against Pittsburgh. The, the Bills' first game against the Jets in New York or New Jersey. Sorry, Bills fans. Just and like that, Baltimore, and Miami, Baltimore last yeah. year in week two, we, we we saw these games. All right, cool. It doesn't <laughs> it doesn't change much? And the fact that, I mean, these teams, I don't think any of these three, these four teams had a significant injury, right? Nothing that's really going to move things for me. I, I I keep it as them as the top four. Now the sample size will grow. We'll we'll adjust as necessary. But I think well, the four teams are still the four best teams in my opinion. And and the big thing for Kansas City is you're presumably getting Kelsey back and Chris Jones ended his holdout. That seems helpful. Right. <laughs> Two of your top three players are, are back in the fray starting this week. Yeah. So uh, those are my top four. That, that fifth spot, though, yeah, is open. The team that I had below New York last week at six was the Cleveland Browns, and they won. I didn't think offensively they looked particularly promising doing it. Mm-hmm. They're not my five spot. Okay, mine either. I have the other Florida team yeah. in the AFC. Two top five teams in the AFC for the state of Florida. The Jacksonville Jaguars, for me, moved up two spots from me last week. From seven, they now check in at number five. Jacksonville checks in at number five for me as well. Um, that's a four spot jump for you. It's a it's a four sport four spot jump for me, and I think it has a lot more to do with probably correcting a little bit from having a, them a little too low to start, but also kind of the teams that they jumped. Me leading to some questions about them. Um, so I, I'm putting them at number five with the four spot jump. And I think I'll save some of those questions for when we get into those teams here. So let's talk about Jacksonville, right? They they win by 10. Mm-hmm. It's a close, closely contested game against Anthony Division game in his first career start. Yeah. Now they pull away at the end of the game, and, and mm-hmm. Minshew has to make it a, an appearance for Jacksonville towards the end of the game. Um, For Indy. Oh, excuse me, for Indy. Yeah. Yeah, because he played for Jacksonville. Right, right. No, you had yeah. me thinking about everything there. I'm like, oh, yeah, wait, oh. Okay, thank you, because some, somebody would have came for me. <laughs> They'll never let us off the hook for that. Gosh, right. no. 
Um, Brandon Scherf sounds like he avoided serious injury. Uh, he was cart. Anytime the word cart is invoked in the headline, it's scary. Uh, he's day to day from what I last saw with an ankle injury. So that's crisis averted because I think you already look at what it's another five games without Cam Robinson. Oh, before Cam Robinson's el- eligible to come back off suspension. Calvin Ridley looked really good. The chemistry with him and Trevor Lawrence looked awesome. So that's everything was, that you hope he was be. moving, man. Yeah. Moving. And then you add in the other speed of their skill group. And then you add in uh, what should continue to be an ever improving defense because of how many young talented players they have. I think, I think there's a lot to like there. And I think the development of Calvin Ridley with, with Trevor Lawrence and that chemistry really moves the needle for me versus, as you said, some of the questions for the teams that were kind of in that second tier that we regarded as far as AFC teams and how the pack stands out. All right, so Kyle and I have the top five the same. Chiefs one, Bengals two, Bills three, Dolphins four, Jaguars five. We're going to move on to the middle five here in just a moment. But first, get ready for this NFL season with incredible, and I mean incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now, New customers can bet $5, and that'll get you $200 of bonus bets guaranteed. That's a great deal. Here's another great deal. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Two great offers from FanDuel. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is super easy to use. You can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. And kick off the NFL season with an offer you don't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I think things get really interesting here because I think there were some concerns raised for certain teams that were in this block last time. Uh, I think there was some injuries suffered that may or may not result in teams getting slotted in this spot or in this group of five. Can I ask you what coast your six spots on? I guess the East coast. Okay. So now we're going to be different. I have the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers. I have the Los Angeles Chargers at number six. Okay. Go ahead. Who you got six? I have Cleveland at six. Okay. And I have Cleveland at seven. Okay, so let's talk about our process here. Okay. Um, Cleveland, offensively, still not there. Defensively, hello, that looked really good. Like it. Like it a lot. I think they had the – I mean, they had quality win. They had a quality win. The Elves, yeah. man. They had a quality win over the Bengals. <laughs> Dude, that's funny, man. I'm sorry. That's funny. Um. But, I, I mean, they won their game. And for the Chargers, I think they showcased themselves well on offense with their rushing offense. I think that was more of an adjustment from Miami more than anything and a very different philosophy of how they're going to play defense. 
and they're fitting the run completely different with a lot of similar players. And I don't know. I wasn't in love with their passing offense. I don't think Herbert has separators and defensively like yikes. So I don't know. I feel like I came away with more questions from the Chargers side of things. And I mean, honestly, I felt like they were lucky to be in that game with Miami. So the Browns won their game. And I think I have less overall questions. Okay. So let, let me let me focus on the Chargers, who I do have at six. Um, in watching throughout the course of yesterday, the the I did the Dolphins defensive all 22 first for the prep for lockdown Dolphins because I, I knew there were going to be so many questions about we heard all offseason about Vic Fangio coming in and the talent on defense, and they get railroaded in the run game. Like they got railroaded in the run game. And I agree with you. Uh, some of the issue comes back to Miami's execution of a different ideology in the front. But as I watched the game unfold in the chess match of Kellen Moore versus Vic Fangio and how those sides of the ball respectively were acting, reacting, countering, countering the counter throughout the course of the game, I did think that Los Angeles came out of this game with what I think is going to be a very, very, very promising development for their offensive coaching relative to what it was and the glass ceiling that was on Joe Lombardi's ability to call an offense. I'm not surprised they didn't create a lot of explosive because the Dolphins were fully committed to preventing that and playing the covered shells that they did and dared Los Angeles to run the ball. And I, I I came out of this game for Miami looking at Los Angeles offensively, asking myself, what teams on the schedule for the Dolphins, because I was doing it through a Dolphins lens for the film study, would provide a more balanced ability to attack you offensively if they stay healthy. So I know you have concerns about the, the receivers and separators, right? We'll see what Quentin Johnston continues to develop into. Obviously, it was his first game as an NFL rookie. But I do look at how they used Keenan Allen, how they moved him around. Uh, obviously, you, ha you have a height, weight, speed, vertical outside guy in, in Mike Williams that is capable of playing in the slot at times. They've got big-bodied physical tight ends. They've got a really good offensive line with Sean Slater back. I, I thought Jamari Salyer at right guard looked really good. Corey Lindsley whooped Miami's... Raquan Davis and and they got after Zach Sealer a good bit as well. I thought Wilkins was was disruptive, but I think the rest of the group had to play more like what Wilkins did. So I trust Brandon Sealy is going to figure something out defensively. They're they're too talented now. If if Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa play quiet the way that they did in that game, that's going to be a big cause for concern. Brandon Sealy was very quick to say the ball was out, and we didn't really have the answers for Miami's unique counters to what the Chargers did to him last year. So uh, I had the Chargers at eight last year. I came out of this game thinking this is still 11-12 football team. I still think they have all the talent in the world to do it, and I like the offensive coaching. Why are we continuing to give Brandon Staley the benefit of the doubt that he's going to figure out his defense? Scoring defense is three years with, or two years now with um, the Chargers, 29th in scoring in 2021, 21st in 2022. And they just Trending gave up 36 to Miami. Turning in the right I don't way. know, man. I don't know. I don't know about this guy. I have my questions. So we have six and I, seven flip flopped. Okay, so you have the Chargers at seven. You you is that yeah. correct? Okay. I, well, yeah, and I assume that you had the Browns at seven. So I I do have the Browns at seven. Yes. 
And you had the Chargers at seven last week. Keeping them there. Okay. Uh, I agree with everything you said with Cleveland. I really like the secondary performance. Uh, you had the near pick for for Greg Newsom in coverage against Jamar Chase on the sideline. I thought you know that that was really promising to see how comfortable they were trying to defend those wide receivers. And the defensive line, overhaul defensive line, I think puts them in a great spot uh, to be able to, to really push for a wild card spot. So I, I have the Browns seven as well. Eight. Things get real hairy here. Got Baltimore. I also have Baltimore. Concerned about the injuries, though. Oh, gosh. Yeah. We both huge. we both have Baltimore 10. So we, despite the injuries, we are moving them up yeah. two spots. Well, it's some of the other, some of the other stuff going on. Right. Shout out Pittsburgh, right? Shout out Pittsburgh, right? Shout out Aaron <laughs> Rodgers getting injured, right? So, um, so yeah, Baltimore moves up two spots for both of us to eight. Marcus Williams torn peck. Ronnie Stanley left the game. Tyler Linderbaum left the game. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins is out with an Achilles for the year. It's week one. It's it was a brutal stretch for Baltimore. Teams, now, that, teams is always banged up, man. Yeah. Now, the, those those two offensive linemen I haven't seen an update on, so if you kind of want to give any of your thoughts for the game, I can kind of just check in real quick, make sure we're – Well, yeah, I mean, they, we're they, beat, they beat Houston. Um, congrats. I, I mean, C.J. Stroud first start. I don't think their passing game looked any more inspiring than it has in previous years. Um, but, I mean, I think obviously they did some good things on defense. They um, – I think that the, it, Baltimore winning their game plus injuries and flops from other teams pushed them up for me a little bit. Um, so Linderbaum and Stanley are day-to-day, so that's good news. Good for them, yes. Uh, Marcus Williams out, extended period of time. They have two safeties on the 53 right now. So now they, they got it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight corners. So maybe some of that flexibility helps them. Uh, practice squad guys that could potentially come up. Daryl Worley. He's a corner. Jeremy Lucien. That's kind of it. So they, they may be making some phone calls this week. Um, and Marlon Humphrey did not play in week one. So I mean, literally the best player. The who's who? What's their best what, were your, what were your thoughts on the the revamped offense? Because that's another area of apprehension for me. Right. I think we're still still we'll see. They didn't come out and light up the Texans for sure in their first game with a new defense. Right. Number nine. That's where I got the Jets. I have our friends in Foxborough. And the New England Patriots at number nine. I have them at ten. So, not, and I have not, the, I have the Jets at ten. Um, Jets. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers got hurt. What four plays into his debut? I'll, I'll I'll be candid. I was not rooting for the Jets to have a great season, but I certainly wasn't rooting for it to go like this with Aaron right. Rodgers getting hurt. And I mean, I I love team building. I I love competition, uh, and I really was excited to kind of see how that all played out. Um, yeah, and. It, that's not good, man. Nobody wants that. Um, hopefully this finally gets the MetLife turf uh, figured out because you can't help but feel like that was a contributing factor. 
Uh, but I mean, come on, four plays doesn't. He, I mean, oh for one. That that's the that's all of the, all the off season conversation leads to that yeah. out the window. It's, it's no, nobody wants that. It's nobody sucks. wants that. But it changes the perspective of the team, right? I mean, that was always the thing. You know, Great defense. It, it changes the perspective of the conference. It is a this is a massive domino. There's no question because we saw what this looked like last year. Is the skill is is the supporting cast offensively when going back to Zach Wilson any better than last year's group? Makai Becton's healthy. Garrett Wilson's a year older. Dalvin Cook. Brees Hall healthy is going to help him for sure. I have a feeling this is going to be a very lunch pail offense moving forward. Yeah, it should be. But the opportunistic it, in the passing game, it has turned the football play defense has turned the playoff perspective on its head because we've talked about the math problem with the number of teams, yeah, versus the number of spots. And I expect, I do not expect the Jets to ever be an easy out, case in point, last night because of what their defense is capable of doing for you. But, you know, we had largely considered this to be a double digit win football team. And I certainly would not forecast this to be a double digit win football team with this downgrade at the most important position. Yeah. Patriots showing a lot of punch, obviously. Uh, much more competitive game against the Eagles, down two offensive linemen. Um, Three offensive yeah, linemen, because Reef was on IR. That's right. Yeah, that's a good point. So they, I think they get a little hat tip here. Um, big one this coming week, Sunday night against Miami. That'll be interesting, but they showed a lot more punch against the Eagles than I ever thought they would. So good for them. And Devontae Parker didn't play either. So... Highly competitive. Now, I think having the offseason to prep for week one gives really good game planners. Yeah. You saw it with Mike McDaniels. You saw it with Kyle Shanahan. You saw it with Bill Belichick. Like It goes cuts yeah. both ways on both sides of the ball, right? That's a good point. We're kind of back into it now. You didn't have four months to prep for this game anymore. Yeah. So I, I, I do think it'll be really interesting to see how much of that punch New England sustains into week two. I think that's a really interesting thing to watch, Joe. All right. The bottom six, the AFC is coming up here in just a moment. But first, folks, you got to check out Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America and is easily the most exciting way to play DFS. I love the format. It's awesome. Here's how it goes. It's you versus the numbers. It's not you versus thousands of other players, including pros including Sharks. It's just you against the numbers. All you do is you select two or more players, you pick more or less on their projected stats for a game, and you place your entry. doesn't take long. You can make an entry in under a minute, and withdrawals when you win are super, super quick. I, you know, I love watching football, and I love watching football even more when I get to have a prize picks entry because it just makes watching the game that much more fun. So go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so we're into the bottom six, 11 through 16. Let's do the, let's be anticlimactic. Who do you have in last place? Houston. Houston. Had him at last place. I have no reason to move him off of last place. And I am clinging to my priors. I had the Colts in last place. So I'm going to leave the Colts in last place. Yep. Okay, so you have the Houston Texans, which was the same spot that you had them last week. Is that correct? That's right. Okay. 11 is where I have the Pittsburgh Steelers checking in. Same. Okay. And you had Pittsburgh at eight, and I had Pittsburgh at nine last week. So this is a drop for both of us. Down three for you, down two for me. They God, looked horrible. God slap, baby. <laughs> they God slap. Looked horrible. Couldn't do anything offensively at all. Totally overwhelmed. So much for Kenny Pickett's year two glow up, at least in week one. Man, right? totally. And you played the best defense in the league, if we're being honest. Um, defensively. TJ Watt, well. that's it. TJ Watt, and that's it. Cam Hayward's hurt now with the groin. Yeah, he's gonna miss like they said, like eight weeks. That's a big loss. You remember where I had him in our my interior defensive line rankings over the summer? I mean, I top think he's five, right? I think he's an unbelievable player. Yeah, yeah. So now you yeah, so that now doesn't you help have... those linebackers. Are you kidding? Yeah, the linebackers were bad against San Francisco. We said it yesterday, but in hindsight, that 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 group of plug players that don't have a lot of dynamic rate, it's just the total inverse of what San Francisco had on the field. There was never a more apparent illustration of the value of dynamic athletic linebackers if you have them than, well, than what San Francisco put out. In, in Pittsburgh last year, was Devin Bush and Miles Jack just looking like clowns there as well? It's like, really? Like a... a, a Huge problem with your football team. You parlay that into no upgrades. How concerned are you with what Pat Pete looked like, too? We'll it's see. early. It's yeah, early. We'll see. Right? We'll but, see. And, Aging players. And I understand how he looks excellent. Still an ascending player at this stage yeah. in his career. But yeah, Pittsburgh didn't have a lot of positives to come out of that game with. Nope. Not Najee Harris had a 20 yard run. Big win there. <laughs> so uh I have Bron- uh, the Broncos at 12. Really? And I know you you probably have the Raiders at 12, right? I don't. Oh, really? Tennessee at 12. Tennessee at 12? You have the Raiders at 13. Who do you have higher? The Broncos or Raiders? Uh, Raiders, they won the game. Right. Right. So here's here's my apology letter to Las Vegas. I had you as the worst team in the conference last week. I have you 13th. I moved you up three spots. I don't think Denver left a lot out there to be desired. 
I think Las Vegas took advantage of that opportunistic credit to you for doing it. Um, but if you had, if you had me hold both teams up, I think Denver, you get Jerry Judy back from the hamstring. I think they can figure it out more. So I'm kind of clinging to my priors, trying not to overreact to one head to head week one matchup between the two teams, but I did move the Raiders up three spot. I just have the Broncos at 12. All right. So my bottom, my bottom six Steelers at 11 Titans at 12 Raiders, 13 Broncos, 14 Colts, 15 Houston, 16. Okay, and I go Denver, Pittsburgh, 11, Broncos, 12, Raiders, 13, Titans, 14, Texans, 15, Colts, 16. And Titans, yeah, did, three did, interceptions did, from Tannehill. The the game management decision to kick the field goal at the end of the game for Rabel. Yikes. It was bad. That was bad. Right, it's not like the Saints played great. They're, I mean, their, their defensive front looked good, but... Mm-hmm. Did their defensive front look good, or was Tennessee's offensive line just you know, everything we were afraid it was going to You know, Tajay Spears, though. Tajay Spears, that's right. So that's the AFC power rankings. Those It'll- are our AFC power rankings. You find any optimism with the fact that DeAndre Hopkins got some volume? Obviously, it wasn't a, a prolific yards per reception, but... Seven for 65. Was it the boost you hoped it would be for Tennessee? I mean, how could you say it was? What was their passing output? Uh, Total passing yards of 180, Uh, maybe? 198. 16 to 34, 198 yards and three picks for Tannehill. That doesn't inspire me. How about Chigokonkwo getting zero receptions? Are you sure you want to leave where you got him? You can bump up down if you a little bit from twelve if you want. I they're gonna chill. They're not. They're not. They're not threatening to move up anytime soon. They can chill down there, man. Okay. Oh, uh, trying trying our best not to overreact too much from the week one madness, uh, but certainly a lot of unpredictability. Case in point, uh, Joe, you and I are in a pick 'em. Both have winning records. We both. I went ten and six. You went nine and seven. Uh, and locked on NFL get, scouting against the spread, courtesy of the roster power rankings, ended up going eight and eight. So we'll see what week two brings. A little bit more predictability, we'll find out. But uh, that's going to do it for all, this episode of Locked On NFL Scouting. I'm Kyle Krabs. He is Joe Marino. Appreciate you guys checking out the show. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Make a great rest of your day. We're out of here. Peace. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.